Hey, we're live. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so hi, everyone, and welcome to the Dance of Soul. We just had a, like, we had to flip things around, and, you know, um, and I uh, just got a text here. Now, um, So what ended up, oh, shoot, it's still saying that Facebook is not having us, but I don't know what's going on. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go on live with my Facebook, but then it's like, um, uh, da, 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 da. so, um, save changes. So we're going to have to, um, maybe it's now live. I'm going to check and see. So, um, yeah. uh, I'm going to check and see if Veronica can see us. Um, so, uh. Can you see us, wonderful one? Uh, you know, because we're all having these moments where <laughs> I swear Mercury's still in retrograde here. So thank you very much for putting up with us so that um, we can be here. And I don't know why things were the way they were, but Facebook and my stream yard said that Facebook wasn't getting us. So um, and I didn't see us live. So I am going to check and see if we are live now. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. She says no. Oh, bummer. Okay. So, um, so we're I just don't know what, what we're just live on YouTube. Yeah, I think so. So go to YouTube and I'll make a message on Facebook. Uh, okay. So we are here on the dance of the soul, trying to do our better as StreamYard is saying it's not connected with Facebook and I can't find anywhere that it's not connected. So it must be on Facebook side. So I'm going to make a post here on Facebook to say that um, I am live. Uh, on YouTube. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I'll check and see. Uh, Sorry, we're oh, sorry we're having problems on Facebook. Please go to YouTube channel Natasha Venter Angelic Clarifications. Okay. So with this, uh, back view. So Regan, if you want to talk a little bit here, because. <laughs> We're going to be dead space. And you know how dead space is here. Two years. We're bound to have this happen once in a while. The way technology is. But it's, isn't it great, though, this, um, the way we can communicate nowadays? I mean, compared to 10, 20, 30 years ago, um, I would have never even thought this was possible when I was in my teens or something. You know, that was right when microwaves were coming out <laughs> and big screen TVs and actually being screen Big screen TVs, uh, these thin ones didn't come out until I was until about 20. Oh gosh, they've been out about 20 years ago <clears throat> already now. Uh, as I remember when I was moving to uh, Los Angeles to become an actor, which I did for 12 years, um, I bought, I had a little money left and I bought a, the biggest screen that I could get for my loft downtown LA. It was 32 inches, you know, and it weighed, it was this huge monster of a TV. And 32 inches, you know, and boy, that was right on the, I was, you know, talk about life and everything. It's interesting how everything seems to have a, um, a time when it becomes obsolete. 
mm-hmm. even us even us humans in a way or our generations you know um and uh how <clears throat> um i don't know this this last week i've just seen a lot of things that that uh you know like even cds now like you know i have a a, a cd i produced and um uh got a, a royalty check the other day for 90 bucks or something and it was they my s- songs were played 22,000 times on iHeartRadio, you know, one of their mm-hmm. channels. Yeah. And uh, 22,000 times people listen to my songs, I got 90 bucks, you know. So it's like it's way different, you know. <clears throat> so things are just changing so much. That creates our topic today. Uh, when things change, fear comes up a lot of times, you know, in our life. Uh, you know, a new job or a new technology comes in and your job becomes obsolete, obsolete. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to, you uh, you can't just quit working. You have to find some way of finding something else to do, you know, changing careers uh, and, and that sort of thing. Um, and um, boy, it, it's uh, <clears throat> when fear is the greatest is right at that very moment when you find out, you know, and that's when, you know, your 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 mind quickly goes to, I can't do this. There's no way out of this, you know. And and the fear goes way over. Um, I was guessing I was listening to my favorite talk show radio station here in San Francisco um, when I was heading to the airport to pick up somebody this week in the morning. And um, this thing has been on since this, I guess it's been 60 years it's been on the air. And it's a um, a more liberal talk radio, you know, mm-hmm. where you hear that kind of thing. And all of a sudden it, it just the person went right off the air. And they started playing, you know, a bunch of different songs and everything. So throughout the day, I kept checking in and it kept being this repeat of a bunch of songs. And I thought, wow, maybe the power went down or, you know, maybe, you know, there was an attack on their radio station or something weird because it just kind of went off the air. And then I read a few days later that um, their parent network um, didn't tell anybody at this talk radio station anything was going on just right in the middle of a guy's show. They clicked it off and said, and said, okay, on, on, in a few days, we're going to announce our new format. So all those people that were there that had been there and the, the huge listener base they have here in San Francisco, they just cut off. They didn't tell anybody anything, you know, so I can just imagine those people that were ready to do their shows that they've been doing for 10 or 20 years over there. And also they come into work and they say, sorry, you're fired. You know. Exactly. And that's the thing is, is that I've I heard from someone who uh, who used to do like um, TV. Uh, hi, Veronica. Thank you for coming over to Facebook or for to inst- or to YouTube here. I don't know what's going on, but something is going on and I'll do the research. I just didn't have time in the middle of trying to do the show. So thank you, everyone, for coming over. Hi, Kate. Uh, welcome to the show. And um, we had a little flubble at the very beginning so that um, it was kind of difficult to get us going. Facebook said that we couldn't be shown there. So um, we are here now. So thank you all for coming to Facebook to um to uh um uh youtube to yeah, to yeah. watch us let me ask you again um since you're the technical wizard on this uh <laughs> yeah uh, not <laughs> on, on people on watching this on facebook now that they're not able to interact with this like, no like, actually i don't think that facebook was even doing live um what, what i mean is normally 
when we're there, because I, I was thinking it was on the YouTube where like when Veronica or Kate types something in, are they doing it from YouTube or are they doing it from Facebook? They're usually doing it from Facebook. Oh, okay. Because So people can interact with this on YouTube and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So now, um, hi, Patty um, and Kate. And, and yeah, it, it's interesting place to be, you know, when technology doesn't work. So we're taking a few minutes to get into the show and we apologize here because uh, <laughs> we had this big flubble of, of technology situation. So we had to start a whole new link and I'll do all the, the background stuff afterwards and stuff like that. So with that, that we were going to be talking about willingness here and the willingness. Um, thank you, Sue, for posting on Facebook the link to the show. I appreciate you so much. You, I, I love how you just kind of do the things that I don't even ask you to do and you're a gift to me. Um, all of you are. So thank you. But, you know, it's one of those things that as we go forward, the willingness, you know, and this was, you know, I love how the universe actually shows um, uh, that, um, that this shows the universe actually creates an action to show how can we be willing you know like for me i could have my old natasha would have been like holy crap what just happened we're gonna have to cancel the whole show and i would have sat here in victimhood that yeah. would have been my 10 15 year old natasha you know 10 15 years ago now natasha just says you know what I can't get back in the live show, what was supposed to be. And so um, I'm just going to create a new link. I send a new link to Regan yeah, and boom, 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 all within just a few minutes. And no, there's not a description on the show, but I had to put a little bit of a description on the show just for the logistics. So it took me a little longer, but thank you everyone for supporting us and being here. So the willingness to go through because fear can take us over. And sorry, Regan, I spoke over you, but Regan Forston, a hypnotherapist, and I, Natasha Venter, a psychic medium, you know, we're not always, you know, great at doing other things. And, and like I did a video about, because um, uh, the mantra this week is I'm, I'm, I'm asking my fear to step aside. So that's the mantra of the week this week is I'm, uh, I'm asking to step aside. And what it is, is that a lot of times fear stands in front of us and stop, says us to stop. But I'm asking it to step aside so it can still be a witness of what we're doing, what I'm doing. And energetically, it helps them to the fear to say, oh, yeah, I can actually do it. Right. But when we have that fear, it, you know, it's that willingness to step through to go forward into this new knowing of ourselves, this new opportunity for ourselves to. Um, oh, what's the word to become our better self? Yeah. I have a good a good example of that. Uh, Patty and I went to um, uh, a seminar with uh, oh my god, I'm trying to think of him now. Um, a big guru guy, big tall, six owns a island in the Bahamas. Uh, Tony uh, is it Tony, Tony some Tony Robbins. Uh huh. And um, there was about nine thousand people there, and it was um, you know I was a little bit like oh my gosh here's this. You know, here's this guy I'd seen. I'd seen him on and off in my life a little bit. I think I read one of his books like 20 years ago or something. But I was, you know, not overly impressed. But um, uh, Patty was going. She got a ticket for me to go. So I went with her. And um, it was really cool to be in an auditorium with 9,000 people that were there to try to get through their fears, to try to become better than they were. 
And one of the things we had to do on night, I think this was a two or three day thing, but uh, maybe it was three, three or four days. But anyway, towards the end of the thing, um, uh, we all had the opportunity to walk on uh, fire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my first reaction to that was, <laughs> that's stupid. No way am I going to do something like that. <laughs> but then I got to thinking, I thought, well, I, 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 when I learned more about it, that about a million people had done this with him so far. And I thought, well, if everybody was dying or something, we would have heard of that. So I went online a little bit there and it said, showed that I think one of the things they had, they had a few people got burned kind of bad. And, uh, but that when I thought, well, that's a few thing out of a million. That's not bad, you know. And Patty, she's just fearless. You know, she just, yeah, we're doing it. You know, and I go, okay. So I'm having to think, you know, am I going to, am I going to be the, uh, the weak link here? When here my, my wife is just gung-ho for doing this. And so it was a little bit of a, I had to adjust myself a little bit. And I thought, well, if she's going to do it. I certainly have to do it, you know. So about 11 o'clock at night, well, about 10 o'clock at night, I didn't realize at the time, but he put us in hypno in a hypnotic trance by uh, with the 9,000 people there just really, you know, was showing uh, this great videos on there. And it was like, you can, you can, you can, you can, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And then um, right from there, as he got everybody all wild up, then we went across the street to the University of, uh, of uh, oh, it's in downtown Los Angeles and whatever the university is there. It's amazing. Yeah, it doesn't here. matter. Yeah. And so um, what it turned out is about six of the 9,000 did it. And so we had these big, long lines and we're getting closer and closer. And I see these hot coals. But then I'm watching, you know, the people in front, they were going through and I watched as they got off on the other side and they were okay. They were okay. So, you know, I got to see a lot of people in front of me that were successful. So that took most of my fear away. So, you know, when I got when it was my turn. I just, boom, just did it. And they say, just don't stop. Just walk, not too fast because you could fall down and get burned, but just walk at a steady pace, you know, through to the other side. It was about 25 feet or something we had to do it, uh, which is pretty far. Uh, But um, it was one of those things that when I was done, I just felt really good inside. Mm -hmm. I said, my gosh, I did something which a lot of people would think is crazy that you can't do, but I overcame that fear. So now if I, you know, if someone said, Hey, you want to walk on hot coals this Saturday? I go, sure, let's go do it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because you know that you can do it. <clears throat> um, so, um, but that's the thing is, is that as we're, as we're going through something, you know, that a lot of times old habits, you know, like I was saying that, that the old Natasha, you know, well, the young Natasha, but it was, 15 years ago older Natasha that you know she would have she stood in victimhood a lot yeah she stood in this victimhood and and as I've grown and matured and and my husband got sober and life got you know when when I was in um victimhood a lot it was because life was feeling like it was pushing me down a lot you know, that I wasn't able to get myself upright. And, you know, when I kept having to deal with, you know, an angry husband and, and, you know, jobs and, and house responsibilities and a depressed kid. And, and then a kid who just basically said, I go deal with life, mom, I'm okay. You know, it's like you go through life and, and, and manage things that you don't realize how things sneak up on you. You don't realize how, things kind of trigger you and 
this the willingness to step forward. And I had a I had someone who asked me the other day, you know, hey, I have um, this um, job interview that or this job opportunity to pop up, and I don't know where it came from, and yet I don't I I'm not really qualified for it. And I said, really, you're not qualified for it. Have you even looked at what the job is? Have you have you interviewed for the job to even know what it curtails? You can always say no. Oh, I'm sorry for wasting your time. I, I really wanted to look at what this job was about. But now that I'm talking to you, I can see that it's really I would not be a good fit for you. And you're not a good and I and you know, vice versa. And but the willingness to say, oh, I have a job interview. You know, but fear, I'm not good enough for it. I don't qualify for it. I don't know if I really want it. But who's to say that the universe offered you something, gave you an idea to look at it. And if you're willing to move with it and step fear aside, many times we can do that. Like for me, I would so be willing to walk on on um, coals like that, fiery coals. No problem. Have me jump out of an airplane? Hell freaking no. <laughs> I'm not doing it. That's not daughter. a fear that's going to change. I mean, I know it would change my life. I know that fear would change my life. I get that. No. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'll fly in an airplane. I'm not jumping out of an airplane. It's just not something I'm called for. It yeah. triggers too many past lives for me. I... And there's that dance of what is a logistic fear and what is and willingness to do it. And what is a fear that really yeah. can be manageable, you know, like jumping in on an airplane. There's no out there. There is no out. You cannot, you know, you can say no when you're at the doorway, but really once you go, you can't get out where with a job interview, you have an out. Yeah. You know, um, hi, Bev. Um, you know, the we, fear the fears that we have, just because you have a fear doesn't mean you have to overcome it. Sometimes that fear is just telling you, no, that's not something for you or something you should do. But exactly. there's a lot of the fears we have. We know we really wish we could overcome it, you know, uh, and skydiving, like I mentioned a few weeks ago, my daughter, Candace, said on her next birthday on in March, she's asked me to go skydiving with her because she's going to go. Her husband's taking her skydiving because it's something she wanted to do when she was 18 uh or 19 we were supposed to go together and um she ended up being getting pregnant and uh you know getting married and getting pregnant and so we weren't able to go skydiving so now she's um <laughs> in her 30s and her husband says okay if you want to do it and so i have to decide i, I think i think i might do it just because it's just kind of it's, it's a little it's on my small bucket list no, no, it's not even on my my even list of wannabes. <laughs> so, um, for those that are watching, guess what? Facebook decided to let us be live. So, I guess we're live on Facebook because right. Bev is is watching us from Facebook. So, welcome okay. and thank you, uh, Bev, for confirming that because we had Thanks, where Bev. it didn't it didn't want to come through on Facebook, and and so it was a big flubble at the beginning of the show. But there again is persevering through. The scenario and knowing, you know, like I, I've told people lately that, you know, what is right now is not what's going to be. And so many of us get that reactionary fear 
And, and we don't, um, when we're not willing to do it because it's something that we just don't want to do. Now, for me, I have asked myself many times in my life, would you be willing to jump out of an airplane? Now, I can say maybe when I'm 80 years old and I finally say, what the hell? You know, I, I might. But up to this point. Yeah. Nope, not again. Not going to like Veronica says. Not going to jump out of, <laughs> not going to jump out of an airplane either with an explanation point. No, so right. you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, I think a good thing of advice I give people is, when fear jumps in, most of the time it's when we're shocked by something. It's the initial reaction to a big change happening. Like you get a pink slip at work and you weren't even thinking that you know you just you know, you thought your job was going to be just fine. And then all of a sudden, wow, a corporate takeover or something, get a pink slip says, uh, grab your things. You're, you know, be gone in, in an hour from now. We'll help you out of the building. And that's happened to so many people. Well, fear is usually the, the well, anger, you know, which comes out, you know, by having the fear. But usually there's that, that fearful thing. It's like, what am I going to do now? How, how am I going to tell my wife? How am I going to feed my family? I'm going to lose my house, blah, blah, blah. But what I have found when those things have happened in my life is mm -hmm. you got to tell yourself that that initial fear, just go ahead and, you know, go ahead and have that initial fear. But behind that, tell yourself that tomorrow, a week from now, it's that fear is not going to be so bad because you're going to get over the initial shock. You know, uh, you know, it's always a shock at first, but um, just let that just be realized that that feeling you're feeling at this time, all those horrible things are going to happen are more than likely not even going to happen, but you're mm -hmm. feeling that fear. Um, and just uh, just know it's going to take maybe a few days for that, you know, fear to kind of subside a bit, and then you can start getting to work on moving forward, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, because we're not talking about, um, like, fear of, you know, like, you know, there's so many people that are, um, let's say, on the, they're, they're making life decisions to be here. You know, some people have cancer, some people have, you know, scenarios going on and, and there is logistic fear that it's hard to step it aside. What we're talking about here is the day-to-day -day life, the day-to-day -day scenarios. Um, you know, like today when I was at, um, at my morning job that, that um, I had a couple of people who uh, kids who said, you know, I'm feeling anxiety today because today is, oh my gosh, today the energy out there was, I don't know if you felt it down in California, but here in Washington, it was a ride of emotions, struggles, um, a lot of um, anxieties and that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, there was a couple kids in line saying, yeah, I'm having problems with anxiety right now. I can tell my heart's beating fast. My stomach is going, you know, taking a pit mark. And, and I said, the best thing you could do when you have anxiety is breathe and keep walking forward. You know, yeah. just breathe and keep walking forward. Because what they were doing is they were walking in, um, they were walking in um, line to get lunch. And so if they kept walking forward, they would get the normal routine, get their lunch, sit down at their lunch table. By the time they would sit down, their mind would be on something else. And, and then that anxiety would go. And that's the thing is, is that when we're in fear and when we're in anxieties and we're in this, our mind starts rolling around, circling around with that scenario. And we got to stop it somehow. And that's what I like about using these mantras for. Yeah.
you know, it's, um, it, it's one of those things that, that going forward is not always easy yet. What can we do about it? Yeah. What can we truly do about it? Yeah. Well, in the spiritual work that I do through the Newton Institute where people are put in trance and then they, uh, they're able to expand their awareness to the afterlife and they, you know, they see things like you see Natasha in their mind, you know, they come mm -hmm. face to face with people that are passed on. And, um, uh, when they go before the count, there's always a council there wise. It's like wise life coaches up there, beautiful beings, and you can ask them questions and everything. And um, a lot of my clients have a lot of fear in their life about it's about, you know, what, you know, uh, they're between jobs or between relationships and they're afraid they're never going to find anybody again to love, or they're afraid that they will never find a new job or they're in a job that they don't like and they want to move on, you know, but they have the fear, like, what am I going to, how am I going to do that? You know, even though I want to quit my job, you know, kind of thing. Um, and um, uh, what we find out from people when they visit the other side, though, is that a lot of them planned a lot of this in their life that they were going to go through. They were going to go through challenges and they were going to have to go through fears and everything because everybody knows when you face a fear or you get through it, like, you know, instead of uh, be, being like you said earlier in your life where you would have been a victim you know, like, oh, you know, well, instead it's like, wait a minute, maybe uh, the universe wants me to get a different job for some reason. You know, maybe mm -hmm. I've outgrown that, you know, maybe I've outgrown that relationship. Maybe my, maybe all my work's done in that relationship and I haven't paid attention to that. So now the universe is kicking me out that, you know, just give me a pink slip, said, move on, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, th that's one thing to consider too. Think about you, you people watching out there, when you come to a big roadblock, that a roadblock sometimes is not so much a roadblock, but it's it's a it's a change. It's there so that you don't go that way anymore. It's blocking that road because it wants you to go veer off to the left or off to the right and go in another direction. Teacher, teacher time. <laughs> time to see different, uh, see Road something block. else. Road yeah, block. exactly. Roadblock. Exactly, exactly. Because I know that for me, you know that that I've had to really work with my fears. I came into this life with, you know, fear of being poisoned, you know, because so my diet really was pretty limited. If it didn't smell right, taste right, or look right, and it didn't go down my throat. You know, I, I was very shy, quiet. And so me being in a group of people was very fearful. Uh, I um, was very insecure about my life. And Things like that. And the more that we stand in that, oh, what do I want to call a uh, journey of, of who we are, our old self wants to keep popping up and it keeps wanting to, to minimalize us. And that's the thing is, is that, you know, through my actions, you know, with the, even the show not wanting to act right this morning, right, you know, at the beginning, that there was a part of me that said, should we just not do it today and just say cancel and do it tomorrow? And it's like, no, there's always a way, even if it's not the way that we're used to, not always the way that we, we need to, but there's always a way. And then Facebook, you know, all of a sudden showing that we're live, you know, it shows that things don't stay the same. What we fear at that moment, what we're not willing to walk through that moment sometimes can change. And so sometimes, you know, if we can just stop for a minute, turn, turn around, look the other way and then look back, it's like, oh, it looks different now, you know, type of thing. So 
Yeah. I there's a a tech a technique that I can uh, give people here that works really well and it's um it's in a way it's how to manifest your future or in other words manifest to get you through the change and it works really really well and uh it, what it does is it if, if well if this exercise is really pretty simple is people close their eyes and they're going to imagine that they're looking they can see in front of them three screens the one on the right over here is their current problem so they can just visualize okay here they're looking at the pink slip and they're feeling those feelings that's the problem okay now what they do is they just move their eyes up just just about 10 percent, just a little bit up towards the eyebrows and then go over to the second screen okay just it's right next to the other one on the second screen they visualize and they see themselves uh, mailing out resumes. They see themselves talking on the phone, uh, talking to uh, friends, relatives, and everything about you know, uh, getting gathering all the information they knew to get uh, to get a job. So they're watching themselves on the screen, like having a movie of themselves, and um, just seeing them do something, seeing them moving forward, seeing them feeling better. And then they go just a little bit to the left of that, and the third screen it, on their mind is. They see themselves in the new job. They're happy. They're happier than ever. Uh, they're so happy that they went through this and did this thing. And when they look back, they're going, "Gosh, I'm so glad that I was able to get through this." It's um, a technique been used by, and this it's, uh, comes from the Silva method, which about a million people have gone through. Mm -hmm. uh, it helps people to uh, manifest, like like the the secret, you know, kind of thing like that. So you know, and it's a way of of you seeing the problem and then seeing the solution where you're going through doing the solution and then putting yourself in feeling in that last screen, feeling all oh, great that it's all done and you got there. It starts, it starts your mind in motion to start, you know, doing what you have to do. And even just doing that exercise will take a lot of fear away because you're moving, even doing this three screen technique, you're moving forward. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, doing it. So, I know that's a that's a good one. Patty uses that a lot, and it really relaxes her because she's got so much going on right now, mm -hmm. you know. And it uh, helps her uh, to get through it. it um, so anyway, and it, and like Bev, you know, you said that um, I have an innate fear of snakes and rats. You know, that's where you know those kinds of things. If you look at those kinds of fears, now for me, I have an understanding that a lot of those fears can stem from past lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, because many of us had past lives and then Bev, this, you know, I'm not going to label you necessarily, but, you know, a lot of us had past lives where we lived in, in England, where we had rats crawling all over us when we were sleeping. You know, or yeah. we we um, or we ended up having to be thrown in a pit with rats and eaten, you know, and then there's and the snakes are the same thing. You know, that maybe we we fell down in a cave and there were snakes in there. And then we were, you know, we were attacked by snakes in a past life. You know, and then we may have a cousin or a sister or a brother or um, somebody who chases us with a snake, you know, in this lifetime and yeah. re reinitiates it. So with that, the, that there is some logistic things about that. Now, if you wanted to negotiate that and and have that fear come down a notch or two 
you know, doing the technique, like Regan said, you know, when you desensitize yourself to it, you know, seeing pictures and making sure that you you do the desensitizing scenarios, like picturing, you know, picturing, um, let's say not necessarily both of them, but just let's say whatever's the least one. So if you have less of a fear of rats than you do of snakes, you know, put the, put the pictures of your mind with you with rats and, and then picture, you know, you standing in the same room as rats, if that's as close as you can get. And then picture the rats walking out and you're still breathing. Yeah. You know, and then the next one, picture the, you stepping one step closer to the rats in the room and then them leaving and you're safe. So you have the three scenarios where you know, you're safe, the rats come in and then they leave and you're safe. And they, you kind of desensitize yourself to that energetically and and normal. And then, you know, and then if you want to find out a past life, go to find out, you know, what your past lives were. And then that kind of gives you a logistic. Oh, I was attacked so many times. OK, that, you know, like me being poisoned so many times, I'm not going to be poisoned this lifetime. You know, it's it's one of those things that if we can manage those dances of of, you know, fears and put them kind of in a box to where they're not in control. You know, because fear likes to control us. And that's why I say this mantra this week is I'm asking fear to step aside, step aside, let it be a partner, let it be something that can support us instead of being in control. So we can't see yeah. around the fear, you know, to where we want to go. Well, you know, a lot of things with snakes and rats, uh, how they've been portrayed in our society through all movies, through everything, even when you're a kid, we're programmed to be afraid of them, you know. Uh, and so a lot of it could even be from this lifetime, but it could be from, from another lifetime. Um, who was that that did the question, had the question? What was his name? Um, Bev. Oh, it was Beth? Bev. Oh, Bev. Okay. Uh, Bev, if you go to my website, um, visit the afterlife. Uh, yeah, see, it's an irrational fear because normal fear could be okay, but irrational fear is what, you know, we have it. I wrote a book called Phobias Gone in One Hour. It's on, um, you can get it on Amazon or whatever, but if you want a free a free ebook copy of it, if you go to my website, visit the afterlife on the contact page to say, hey, this is Bev from, you know, from the podcast and uh, send me a free book and I'll send you a free ebook copy of it. And it teaches you how to do the EFT. Uh, there's a video actually on YouTube. You might find it if you go EFT, uh, afraid of rats, you might be able to find it on there. There's a woman that's so afraid of rats that like if she had a rat in her house, she would get a motel somewhere and stay there for a few days until she had a, a, a person come in to get rid of the rats. And she'd even be scared to go home. I mean, that's how irrational it was. It was really cr crazy for her. She gets up on stage and they did this, the tapping, the EFT. It's like, you know, even though I'm afraid of even though I'm afraid of rats, irrational, afraid of rats. I love and accept myself, you know, even though. Even though I'm afraid they're going to eat me or kill me or they're gross or I'm going to get disease or whatever it is, I love and accept myself. She did that for about two or three minutes with on stage. She, they they brought a cage out and had a rat in it, and she was able to reach in and pet it. You know, and they see that. And it just sometimes with my clients and everything, with um, uh, they can get rid of fears and phobias that quick. Before that, we used hypnosis and we did just what Natasha was saying, where we desensitized them little by little. Mm -hmm. Someone's in a deep state of hypnosis. We, like, say, spiders. We 
we have them imagine that way on the other cross of the room, they see one that comes in the door and it's really tiny on the wall. And we tell them in a hypnosis that when they start feeling fear, that their hand will shake. So in hypnosis, you know, and then the spider gets a little closer and a little closer and a little bigger. And as soon as they start to go like that, then as hypnotherapists, we have them relax and we take them deeper and get back down till they feel really relaxed. Mm-hmm. And we just, just, you know, over a period of two or three sessions, it gets closer and closer to them. And that was a way of getting rid of that. Just like you said, desensitizing your, your mind to it, but EFT, oh my gosh, I've had people, I've had so many people with so many things over the years, afraid of, of uh, one man was afraid of ketchup. Uh, I think I told the story one time before this was a CSI guy. He's on scenes all the time. When he said he had a fear of ketchup, like if someone threw a packet of ketchup at him, he would go into a panic attack. You know, his girlfriend uh, is the one that got a hold of me because she says, we're getting married. I can't stand this. He makes me go into a restaurant and, and make sure there's no ketchup on the table or he won't go in. And if she sneaks and has ketchup on her fries or something, he won't touch her or kiss her for like a couple of weeks. I mean, it's just <laughs> horrible, you know, we couldn't figure out. This is the thing. I mean, maybe it was a past life or something, but, but it, we don't know where it came from. But EFT in about 20 minutes took this fear away. And I saw him three years later and he said, Regan, that 20 minutes you had was the coolest thing ever because I've never been afraid. Of, he said, I still won't eat it but I don't have panic attacks or my girlfriend. Can yeah. Have- that's, that's dealing, you know, he had it dealing with um, something that happened in childhood. Oh uh, yeah. And, and it wasn't necessarily that it was ketchup, but it came out as ketchup. Oh, see, you I, know thought- I mean, so something else happened, but his mind attached to ketchup yeah. to deal with that fear. Um, and so there was something else that happened. So if he went deeper to find out what actually happened, yeah, it wasn't ketchup, but the ketchup was the metaphor for the brain to attach to so it could process through what was actually happening. Yeah, if I had had time um, with him, this was all done in a restaurant where I was uh, entertaining. And uh, I was uh, entertaining as a handwriting analyst and and they saw that I was a therapist and his girlfriend took me aside and says, hey, you, you gotta help me, please. Yeah. You gotta help me. Because that's the thing is, is that the willingness, the willingness to, to negotiate um, negotiate through some of these scenarios that you know our our life stops it literally stops because of these things and that willingness to say you know what there's something on the other side of that there's something on the other side of that and you know like i was um listening to someone the other day and you know she said are you afraid of success are you fa- afraid of failure and some of us are afraid of being successful so we'll sabotage ourselves because of these fears very common and, th- and that's one thing that i want to make sure that i don't do is like me saying oh we'll just do it tomorrow well that that innate not wanting to push through it is part of the universe saying, are you really sure you want to be successful? And yeah. to me, successful, I'm almost there. It's not like I want to be, you know, totally on, on places and do things. It's more about being acknowledged and helping people and, you know, getting more out there and being more visible is showing me that I am helping more people. Right. And so with that, that me showing that I'm willing to push through the universe is saying, okay, we have your back now. Let's keep going. You know, but if I'm sitting here going, eh, 
I'll just do it, you know. But then again, if I felt intuitively that, no, this is not the right time, but, you know, we have it set up, so why not try, even if it is 15 minutes late, yeah. you know, Oh, and thing. Uh, uh, Bev, go to my site, um, visittheafterlife.com, click on the tab that says hypnosis and EFT, and there's two videos on there. One's about eight minutes, one's about 15. But the first one that's eight minutes is good enough. You watch it. It's going to sound like an infomercial, like it sounds too good to be true, but it's not. Because we have about <laughs> a 90% something success rate with getting rid, rid of fears or phobias generally in one session. Sometimes I've had a few taken two or three, but generally it's so you don't have to be, you know, I mean, some people don't need to get rid of them because how often are they around rats or snakes, you know, but if it's something that's occurring, in your life and it's disrupting it enough, why not get rid of it and take an hour and get rid of it? The thing that's as good with EFT is once it goes away with all my clients across the board, it doesn't ever come back again, you know? So um, that's how que that's how the brain holds on to things. Yeah. Yet when it's time, when the timing is right to let go of and Bev, you know, it's okay if, you know, if, you know, she says, thank you, by the way, um, that, um, it, it, it's not necessarily that it's wrong for me. I will not use a garbage disposal. I don't even like being in the same room as a garbage disposal running. And then we have a tree that we took down and I'm going to need to get a chipper, which is a gar big garbage disposal. Right. Yes. And, and it's mainly because I've been chewed up and munched up and, and I've seen things. I, 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 I don't know. Um, but I'm yeah. going to step into my fear and B, I'm not going to run the chipper. I yeah. may try to, but I, but I'm, I'm going to be able to stand at least next to it so that I'm not good. Who's controlling who is the question I have is my fear controlling me or is my, is my, um, because I, I know that garbage disposals and, and chippers and stuff, there's a logistic fear that should be there. Hey, but, you know, acknowledgement of honoring it and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, though, you know, logistically pushing past that and the willingness to be in the same area. Now, if I need to wear earplugs just because it's it's that it's noise, that, that at the same time, I will just do that to support my willingness to step halfway to fear in that scenario yeah. because garbage disposal, it, it triggers a huge thing in me. And, and, um, I have to, I have to be careful with that. Yeah. So it's like this is your, you know, as you're getting close to the chipper, it's like, okay, even though <laughs> I don't know why, maybe it's not hard, I'm afraid of the chipper. I know exactly why I'm afraid yeah. of the yeah. chipper. I know exactly. I got chopped up in a past lifetime, you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's not happening now. Just, <laughs> that was another lifetime. And I don't have to worry about that now. I can let it go. Because especially with the garbage disposal, because that's a, that's a practical thing. That's something that could bother you every day. You know, when somebody's doing that or something. I don't have one in my house. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Okay. I don't have one in my house. Uh. <laughs> well, next step, next episode we do next week. Tell me, we had a chipper here this week, and uh, they had you know in our back lot by the mm -hmm. by the creek there. Uh, the county said that we had six dead trees, and they had to come down. 
So they were here for four days. They took all those trees down, chopped them all up, and then they went to a lot of our other trees and trimmed them and everything. Uh, it was like 6,000 bucks, you know, just to have it all done. Like, ouch. But it had to be done, you know. But boy, those things are noisy. They are. They are. No, this one's not going to be a huge one. It's going to be a small one. So if you can handle a chipper, you can handle a garbage disposal, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the, yeah, so we'll go on with that story, but you know, it's that willingness. I'm willing to, to work through it and support it and, and move through it because there, again, I asked the question, who is controlling who? And, yeah. and if we can do that, there's, there's the stories of, of our life and there's the stories of who we are. And then there's the stories of what's going on. And, you know, there's so much that the universe of love is offering to us right now. Yeah. It, the doorways are huge that we have opportunities for. The thing is, so if we step into fear, we're not going to take a hold of what the universe is offering us. Just like that person who is saying that, um, and I'll actually have to send her an email because I just got this message for her. Um, <clears throat> that, you know, that taking that interview, you never know if there was another job in that same position, in that same um, place that they said, you know what, another job just opened up. And I think you'd be great for it, even though this one you're not. Yeah. So you never know what the dot to dot is that the universe wants to give us. So be willing, be willing to, to negotiate the dance of, of what the universe is offering us. Yeah. Like me taking down the tree. Now there's a whole bunch more light. And oh, there's God, a little, the backyard has so much more light like I've never experienced before. Exactly. And other trees can say, I have light now, you know? Yeah. And so there's that dance, but um, we're coming down to the last little bit and I have something that I got to do shortly after this, but okay. um, if Regan, I, there's, um, I pulled a card the other day for my gentle giants, gentle creatures. Yeah. And these guys, <coughs> this card just set, just, it just set for this, for this message of this um, show. May I read it? Mm -hmm. So this is the card I got and it's so cute. Road trip. Road trip. And, and I love the message because you see there's a bird on the on the um on the front, and then there's two creatures that are pretty tight. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In there. It, it's very cute. It, it's it almost it's reminds weird. me of the Flintstones car, you know? It's uh -huh. like how yeah. there's a motor. <laughs> yeah. But there's a little car. Um, okay, so road trip. With the wind in their hair, a cozy couple sets off on a road trip to somewhere, life taking us somewhere. They haven't decided where they want to go because they know their happy hearts that destination isn't as important as the company. Is this case? In this case, their small winged friend who has been invited along gets determined which way the wind will blow them. He isn't a navigator so much as the instigator. The bird? Uh-huh. I love that. That that sentence right there, I'll come back to later. He isn't the navigator so much as the, an instigator. All three are traveling light with no maps and no expectations. They wow. are taking their time so they don't miss anything. They are ready for everything. Where will their adventure's heart take them next? Who will ride beside you? 
Take these lessons from the gentle creatures to heart. Remember that you can choose the, the direction and let the direction choose you or let the direction choose you. The same goes for those who travel with you. Sometimes you want a tired and true friend along for the grand adventure, tried and true friend along for the grand adventure. Other times it's exciting to find courage and to venture out alone and trust the winds of fate to invite you and acquaintances to join you along your journey. But that's the thing that I wanted to kind of look, to go back to is, is that he isn't the navigator. He's the instigator. The universe instigates us to do things. Are we willing to have the, have the, the no expectations behind it? Are we willing to see what's behind that closed door? You know, even if it is the fear of snakes and spiders and rats and, and, and chippers and garbage disposals and, um, and, you know, going across the borders or whatever it is, we don't know what that journey is going to take us. Yeah. And that's the, that's the gift of life is, is that, that the door is really open for us, but it's us who stops us walking through the door. Yep. We've got to go through the door. Because the the universe is just instigators, they're not the they're not gonna they're they're instigating us to look at it. Yeah, my life's had about twenty or thirty huge, uh, you know, going down the road, and all of a sudden I got to go veer off to the left and then to the right and the left and the right. I mean, uh, and uh, and then when I finally got to where I am now, I can see why that all that happened. But <laughs> luckily, I had a spiritual base since I was in my twenties, so. I was willing to follow this inner guidance, you know, or this mm -hmm. divine inner guidance that I at least perceived as that, which turned out to be true later on with, with so many confirmations of miracles and things that would happen when I would just, I'd go, Oh, I, I just know I'm supposed to go through this door. Like get on that, you know, like that bird is saying, get on board and here we go. And just be willing. Yeah. Willing that where it goes. Exactly. The instigator, the instigator, because I know for me, you know, even, you know, my job ending at school in the position I was in, which was a full day, the universe was instigating me to get another position so that I can be done with work earlier and to have this adventure that I have with my business. Yeah. And so with that, that if I would have stayed in that old position, I would have been stuck in school. I would have been stuck in those hours. I couldn't have quit or I couldn't have shifted my hours as well. And yeah. so with that, that, you know, the instigation of life is so amazing, is so amazing. And that card is, that card is staying open for me because that's, that's going to be cool my card. theme. Like Isn't that a cool card? You could paint that even and have that imagination, see? I know. The, the, these gentle creatures are, are, you know, when I found this deck this summer, I found it right before I came to you. And yeah. and my uh, my girlfriend says, you know what? These cards are so you. These cards are so you. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just so cute. I, I love these cards. They're just so like... That's they're beautiful. just they're just amazing they're just amazing so it, with that somebody's figured out these things because some people think it's crazy you know like uh you know tarot cards or some people think it's crazy but some people do 
when they have a question for God and they'd use the Bible and they just thumb and wherever they put their fingers, they answer to their issue. And I realized that because everything is now and everything, everything that we want to know and everything is, is kind of all on the, on the, you could put it on the, on the end of a needle, you know, a little speck and everything is there, you know? And so it doesn't matter where your finger goes that you'll be able to find some correlation between that and your issue probably that'll help you to get, get through that, you know? Um, so <clears throat> I know some Christians used to do that says, well, Lord, and then just get the Bible open and, and then they'll read that and they'll go, wow, there's my answer, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, exactly, exactly. That's why I always say you got to give time. You got to give the universe a chance to, to figure this out. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, people who my friend doesn't like me right now. Well, let's see through that. Let's let's make sure that that what our perception is right now isn't necessarily what what's really happening. So let's move through this. Let's let's get this this moment moving through so that we can be our greater selves. Let's move through so that we can be who we need to be. Yeah. Face those fears. So hypnosis will work for you guys. EFT will work. Uh, Have a session with Natasha. She can give you some, maybe some answers to the why you're going through some of the stuff. Uh, If I uh, help you with a life between life thing and deep hypnosis and you go to heaven and back or the other, the other side, whatever you call it, uh, and you can get your, you can get the answers to a lot of your questions of why you're going through something, which means you still have to go through it, but you'll know why. You know? <laughs> and sometimes it's our perception, shift our perception. That's why I love feng shui. Shift our perception, shift yeah. our environment, change our world. And and it's amazing how those little stories can really help us. Yeah, can really help us. So with that, that today was a kind of a roller coaster ride. Yeah, it was a little. I, it was a roller coaster ride from the minute that I woke up this morning, and then now it's the roller coaster ride to um, to being here at the end of a five o'clock for our show. So blessings to all, and remember that being human is part of the stance. And so, how can we help our humanness? get through what's in front of us. And it's that willingness, the willingness to, to look a little bit different at what is truly happening. Is yeah. it a logistic fear? Is it not a fear? You know, what is stopping us from being our successful selves? And I'm going to say our success could be, I'm getting to the grocery store today. You know, I'm not talking about success as being on stage or anything like that. Success is about how do you feel about your moments in your life? And if you feel like that you're being successful, good for you and but be willing to shift just a little bit because the universe is saying it's time for us to be our inner light our inner love yeah and be willing. Oh, a movie that's coming out right now that's about uh, it's it's uh, kind of a comedy drama which we saw at the, at the uh, uh, mill valley film festival it's got adam driver uh in it and um uh, it's uh it's uh, about fear and and what it causes people to do and it's very very funny it's really odd film called White Noise, and it's it's coming out pretty soon. And um, uh, we just saw what uh, fourteen movies in the last eleven days. Oh wow! And they were all really really good. There's some a lot of good, a lot of real heavy ones, but a lot of good ones. But that was a fun one to watch because it was kind of an oddball, different kind of uh, mm-hmm. of a comedy. But it's just about 
it just basically there's a toxic cloud in the sky and everybody has to decide, you know, with their fear, you know, of how to outrun the cloud or what's going to happen if they breathe in some of these chemicals and, and everything. And there's some very uh, funny moments in it. And it's uh, a lot of good laughs in it. It was, uh, it was pretty good to call white noise. It'll be coming out here pretty soon. Well, that could be a great metaphor. Are we fearful of taking on what the universe is giving us, what the governments are giving us, what yeah. other people are giving us? What? It's a great metaphor. Great metaphor. Yeah. So, Regan, how do people get a hold of you? Oh, uh, at uh, visittheafterlife.com. Great videos on there. Uh, anybody watching this now or in the future, if you if you just say you watch the show, I'll... Um, I'll send you a free ebook version of my book called Reincarnation is Real, the latest book I wrote. And it's about all the current research and proof that's being done on reincarnation. And um, also, if you want to have a life between life session or regular, I'm a regular hypnotherapist too. I have regular clients that come to me uh, that think the spiritual stuff is a little too far out there for them, which is okay. Everybody's, everybody's taking their, you know, at their own where they're supposed to be. Uh, but I do a lot of uh, therapy sessions on Zoom, as Natasha does also with her uh, mm -hmm. business. Uh, if you're in California, I see people all over Northern California and make three or four trips to Southern California a year to see clients down there. Uh, a Life Between Life session, three or four or five hour session where you go in deep trance, uh, 70,000 people. We've helped go to the afterlife and back. You can see on my website, sounds crazy, but you can actually see a session going on on there, too. So anyway, that's how they get a hold of me. What about you, Miss Natasha? You can get a hold of me at angelicclarifications.com. You can also get a hold of me through Natasha at angelicclarifications.com. I have videos on my YouTube channel, my Facebook and Instagram. And now our shows are on podcast. <laughs> so if you know somebody who likes to listen to um um to podcasts and they don't do youtube or any other thing um our podcasts are on life clarifications with natasha is what it is on and regan is wonderfully uh, and so these shows all shows go on that even though it's it's dance of the soul but it was easier to put it under one title on yeah. that podcast so okay. with that life clarifications with natasha so thank you everyone for coming I am so grateful to be here to bring light to the world. And I know Regan is too. So with that, blessings to all and see you on Wednesday because I'm live on Wednesdays at four o'clock with Life Clarifications with Natasha and next Monday with Regan. Yeah. So yeah. see you later. Blessings all. Bye. <laughs>